Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Did any of you get the From Within Records trading cards? If not, I'm assuming you're not following From Within Records on social media. So please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news from within records podcast network. There's a new podcast out there titled dudes doing movies hosted by my good friends, Dan and Lennon, two awesome guys. I really enjoyed their first episode and I'm stoked to see where they go with their podcast. If you're not familiar yet, please boot up your Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, whatever. And listen to those two guys talk about movies. It's a nice perspective, and I think their chemistry is great. I really enjoyed the first episode, so I'm looking forward to more. We're about a month away from Hardcore Pride Weekend, so if you have not got your ticket yet, please head over to the link in the From Within Records bio. Grab a ticket before it's too late. I'm excited to to go. I actually booked my flight uh last week so uh the plan is to go unless some weird stuff happens but uh, i highly doubt it, it it's gonna be a great weekend I'm, I'm really excited to get back to philly i'm excited to see all my friends i'm excited to film some shit shout out jeff shout out feet first productions they're always holding me down whenever I, I am out in Pennsylvania, always down to link up and create some cool content. So um, I, I probably said too much, but going out there, obviously, I'm going to enjoy the show, the flea market, but we're also going to do some stuff on the side. Um, but I will not say with who yet. Got some cool stuff planned and I'm really excited. So see me next month in Philly. Uh, come say hi. Uh, come be in the vlog. I, I, I haven't really mentioned it too much on here, but I started vlogging. Uh, we got about five or six episodes. I, I can't remember. It, it's all a blur because I'm on my day on my David Dobrik shit. Uh, we're, we're taking over. Here's here's the vlog hammer right here. Uh, you know, nice little setup. But I'm constantly filming, uh, just trying to document the year, just do cool stuff. So if you see me, if you see the camera in hand, uh, I might be filming. Come jump in the shot. Come uh, ask me to turn on the camera. I'll do whatever. It's gonna be fun. It's it's cool because I I want to. Uh, be able to look back at this year and just have cool memories uh, that we can actually uh, play back because it, it, it's nice to think about stuff. But sometimes I forget, right? So many things happen throughout the year. Um, so this is just one way for me to to have fun, um, but also to document some some cool stuff. So if you see me out in Philly uh, with the camera, don't be shy. Uh, and if, if you don't want to be on camera, just let me know ahead of time because I don't want to be rude and uh, put you in the vlog. But it's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm really happy to to be able to get out to Philly. I'm happy to be able to support From Within Records, Plead Your Case, uh, Adrian. It, it's going to be a, a great weekend. Um, shout out to Nick Bertles. Uh, so I hope to see all of you at the end of March in Philly. Hardcore Pride weekend. It's going to be amazing. But like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please contact my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram 
at Good Fortune Printing. You can get in contact with them through email, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Tyler Short, Ant-Man, just released, and uh, I see the, the the mixed reviews, but obviously with anything, my best advice is just go out and experience it for yourself because uh, just because someone reviewed something good or bad, uh, it might not meet your same taste. So uh, I like to look at certain reviews and just uh, keep that in mind, but that's not how I'm going to go in and uh, you know, base the whole movie off of because I've seen bad reviews for movies and went and watched it and actually had a good time. So I highly suggest if you have not watched Ant-Man, uh, just go do it. Don't let uh, these mixed reviews deter you. I uh, left the theater and I, I didn't want my money back. So it, it wasn't as bad as a lot of people are making it out to be. But I highly suggest you go check it out because it, it's a part of this uh, this big story and Trust me, there's been worse for anyone who's seen uh, Eternals. It's it's nowhere near that. Um, but it was always a great time to be able to sit down with Tyler Short and just go through the movie because uh, and, and this was kind of a new thing for us because we have always felt like really strongly about these movies. So Tyler will have a list or I'll have a list of these things uh, that we for sure need to talk about. And we just like to go through the movie in order. Um, but this time we just kind of, uh, grabbed at pieces here and there and just kind of jumped all over the timeline, uh, which was fun, a, a different approach. So I hope all of you will enjoy that one as well. And as always, we like to end the podcast with some music talk. So if you're a fan of inclination, uh, LDB fest, knock loose, we cover it all towards the end and, and it's fun. Uh, these things never get old. I love talking to Tyler. He's a great friend. He got me a Weapon X t-shirt. Uh, so I'm excited to receive that whenever it gets here. Uh, that truly makes me so happy. So thank you again, Tyler, for hooking me up with that. But please go watch Ant-Man. Because this is uh, obviously, I shouldn't even have to put this out there, but hella spoilers. We talk about everything. We talk about the two post-credit scenes. So hit pause, go watch Ant-Man, and then come back here and listen to Tyler and I talk about the movie. It's awesome, and it's fun, and like I said, we will be back for Guardians. So please go listen to Inclination, support LDB any way you can. Uh, I, I love what they're doing, so uh, support them, and come back after Guardians. It's going to be great. This is fun. MCU podcast uh, doesn't stop and for all you haters out there you can't stop us you can't stop us should cut out we're back i don't even remember where we were at tyler i don't remember what we were talking about either <laughs>
um, I, I, I was I, I I said that like there are things it did that I didn't expect it to, but I I, I liked it for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean it's not the best Ant-Man movie. Yeah, I think it's the worst Ant-Man movie, but you know this is that's just yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. absolutely. I think I think it's the worst Ant-Man movie too. Um, first one was so special and neat. Um, I do think I mean it, it was a sweet family movie. Yes, because I, I I do like the fact that um, with this whole new wave of uh, younger superheroes getting built up, uh, it was nice to see them be able to put Cassie into that fold. So uh, obviously, long term, they're gonna want these younger superheroes to to fill the role of these uh, or to fill the role of the old guard because you got to look at the the original lineup. Not many are left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. Uh... Yeah, I mean, aside from oh, I think we were talking about. Uh, I had said um, nobody died, and you were like, "Well, someone died." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, okay, Modok did die." Yeah, because uh, I I would have been okay with like uh, them killing off Ant Man, um, but it's just like with what they pre- like presented, I I would have been sad. I'm like, damn, they they put out this like mediocre movie, and it had this like very impact or a very important character die that would make me sad they should have killed janet i okay um i, I don't want to get into it uh i can't believe she held the secret for so long because you think about the information that she had known returning from the quantum realm it's like hey there's this thing that i encountered down there like maybe we should prep for it because there's a chance that it could be a future threat so for her to mm. to not really tell anybody about it i my, my mind was just blown i was like that's like that's really selfish and uh, obviously put everyone in it, well it just has everyone at risk now because uh, that like what they endured in the ant-man movie is just you know like a, a small portion of what we're going to get because now everybody is going to feel the effects of the secret that she had kept for so long yeah, but I mean, the fact that she felt so responsible for it, it kind of makes sense that she wouldn't. She's probably just trying to just go back to she's just trying to go back to being a I mean, she Janet was trying to do what Scott was trying to do. Just go back to being a dad, go back to being a mom, just go back to having a family and not have not being the person who's got to save the world. Um, but, you know, it's the they're not they're not learning the uh, Spider-Man lesson. Yeah, it's pretty rough because, and it didn't even have to be her because uh, reaching out, they could have talked to you know more powerful people or, or try to yeah, just try to get more she, information because she she touched that uh, or she touched his mind and saw mm-hmm. what he had done. Yeah, but I mean, just part of it might be just not wanting to face your uh, your part in it, your com your complicit your complicity with what. Uh, what is to come and what has occurred like yeah it's it's rough yeah and, and we, we saw her have Hang's to... a complicated character who hang is a complicated character oh yeah 100 yeah, because uh we have really only got to see two sides of like this endless uh you know uh, dice or uh, however you want to describe it because the uh, amount of kings that are out there like the fact that we've only really had two uh, you know, instances of where we got to get a little more personal. Uh, but just rough start for the new phase. Yeah. 
because obviously uh, they want to hit a home run. They want to uh, generate more excitement. Uh, so for them to get these lukewarm reactions to the movie, uh, I, I'm really curious to see how they could bounce back from it because it, it's not the worst position to be in right it wasn't like completely like a trash yeah, i mean film. i don't think i i don't think it's terrible like i i was pretty pretty happy coming out of it like i was pretty good spirits enjoyed it um had emotional reactions to the movie in 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 the ways that a marvel movie can emotionally uh affect you in a way and uh coming out of it i was i was i was cool with it i was fine i i i wasn't blown away like i was like i was coming out of you know other marvel movies but i mean i certainly think it's on par with thor love and thunder it's on par with um some of the other recent marvel movies that weren't like top of the heap like it's firmly middle of the road marvel movie it's fine kang was a great villain though yes uh jonathan majors did a hell of a job yeah, and when, when you think about seeing him in Loki and seeing him in Ant-Man and then uh, obviously the different versions of him in Ant-Man, it, it's really awesome to see him be able to portray so many different kings like, and mm-hmm. do a really great job at it and make him feel like different characters. Oh, yeah. No, he's doing a hell of a job. I uh, I think he was maybe the best thing about the movie. Um but I mean, I, I there was a lot of good things about the movie. I really am curious. Like, I haven't looked too much into what where it's getting the hate and what what the hate's coming down for. Um, exactly. Ashton said she saw something where people are complaining about the CGI. But I mean, you want to talk about CGI? We can go back to Eternals and really talk about CGI. But um, I don't really have too much issues with the movie. W- that exists in a complete fantasy space using a bunch of t- CGI. Yeah, CGI didn't really bother me. The real issues that I had, uh, we didn't get like a, a real introduction of these like freedom fighters. I, I found myself like halfway through the movie, like, what are their names? Oh yeah, no idea. And it's Can- just- cannon head, badass chick. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Leader Gentora. Yeah. You know, this is so sick. Yeah. Gentora was awesome. And this is stuff that, that I write uh, when I mentioned before we started recording. I was like, hey, I have to write this down because I knew I was, I was going to forget. It was <laughs> Gentora's name, uh, Zeb, who, who we mentioned earlier, the, the, the pink goopy guy, and uh, Quaz, which was the mind reader. See, and yeah, I, homeboy from Good Place. Yeah. yeah he was great. And, and I don't even know the robot's name. He looks like a Pathfinder from this video game that I play called Apex. So that's like what I lean towards. But it, th- th- that was one thing that I found really interesting. It's like, okay, you have these new characters pop up. Obviously, they're playing an important role. They're literally helping out the main characters of the movie. But the fact that there was just no like obviously we don't need an origin story but it's like can we just get like a hey my name is whatever so for them to just uh it, it seemed like they expect us to already know because when the characters are speaking to each other and then they said their names i'm like okay so that's that person's name now so now i have to like you know re- remember that it was really strange to me that they uh, i don't know if it was cut out or like what the decision was to go that route with these characters yeah it wasn't as long of a movie too like so i can kind of see like it did move a little bit fast um and moved on from things pretty quick but i mean yeah i mean that's 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 one like i i want to say like the way 
the way I felt about the movie is maybe how I would have felt being like a full blown adult watching the first Star Wars movie. Like in being in being like, oh, this movie kind of just like pops around, like keeps moving, doesn't really spend too much time with any character in particular to the, to develop them very, very much mm-hmm. kind of just expects you to kind of kind of relies on you to rewatch this thing. Like that's kind of what the way the movie felt was like it, it does. It's not going to hold your hand through it. It's not going to. Um, but like. If I was maybe like a child watching this movie. It would have blown my fucking mind. It would have just completely like exploded my head. But the fact that I'm a full blown adult watching this movie, I feel like that's kind of the a feeling I would have had if I had seen A New Hope as a full blown adult for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like it was good, but it's not like I'm I'm not gonna walk out of here and like dedicate my entire life to Star Wars. Like I find I find the that movie to be like a hard entry to. Just because of the pacing, the pacing and in, in, in the way the story moves. Um, but it does spend like you do get to spend like way more quality time with some of those characters. But I mean, some of those characters just kind of hop in and hop out like and they expect you to remember people. But um, I don't know. Fantasy sci fi stuff is like. I feel like it's 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 hard to. um if you're not just willing to get in the passenger seat and go where it's wanting you wanting to take you and you want to have control of the wheel, then you're going to come out of it feeling pretty disappointed every time. If you, if that's the headspace, you go into a fantasy sci-fi movie. So th- that was one of my main gripes was the freedom fighters. And then the second one is not a, a major issue, but I just didn't like uh, <laughs> there's those shots of hope. Right when they're um, running into to conflict, and she had this weird fighting pose, and I was like, "Why is she standing like that?" Like they're just—I they're, they're, remember they're, that they're literally just having conversation. But she was, you, you know, whatever. She, she was ready to fight, but it, I, I just could not take it serious. It was. Just Are you so- talking about when uh, when Janet confronts that group of like marauder type people? She, she did it like four or five times throughout the film. I remember that part yeah. because she kind of stanced up, and I'm like, I'm "Like, girl, like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's three of you." Yeah, it, it was just really strange, which I was like, like, like maybe if like the rest of them were like, OK, like fight ready pose, then would would have made more sense. But it's just weird how everybody else was just chill standing there, but chill, it was yeah. her just uh, ready to go. It was I, I just could not take it serious. I was like, why are they doing it? That? that is so weird to me. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember her doing it any time other than, <clears throat> than that time when they were meeting with those Marauder uh, group or whatever. But uh yeah, I mean, honestly, like lacking in this movie to a certain extent was Evangeline Lily Wasp, like didn't really have, I feel like that much to do mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, it was more of a, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't know. Like, it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like this movie, when I think about things to complain about, I'm like hard pressed to like think about too much. But when I'm thinking about like things that like absolutely like blew me away. I'm also like hard pressed. It's like blew me away too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I kind of realized uh, what kind of movie we were going to get in when uh, the two groups got split up in the quantum realm. So I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to have to, you know, they're each going to go through their own shit to, to have to find each other. So I was like, all right, like mm-hmm. let's, uh, I'm already preparing, you know, to, to see two different stories. And then obviously then meet up at the end. And it was, 
it, it was nice to hear them finally say uh king right because because this whole time uh they were kind of dancing he, around he it remains, yeah, yeah. so uh to to hear janet be the first one to, to finally say his name like okay awesome like let's uh, now that his name is like officially said this is this is cool this is like Obviously, we've seen him in Loki and all that, and it's obviously a, a real thing. He's the villain, but just to finally hear his name, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, no, he's cool, man. He did a hell of a job. I really, really, I like Jonathan Majors in just about everything I've seen him in. So I was, I was pretty sure he was going to do a good job. He had some of the best lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. They gave him le- legitimate, so hard. Yeah, a, a lot of things that I was like, okay, uh, any future hardcore metalcore bands could definitely uh, rip from these iconic lines from him. Yeah, no, he had, he had the, he had, I mean, it was, it was very similar to Thor, Love and Thunder. They gave all, they gave Christian Bale the hardest lines in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, just really curious where they go from here. Like what, 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 uh, what kind of tone we're going to get from these uh, other films. And obviously uh, Marvel's got pushed back, not by too much, uh, still 2023, but just, uh, I'm pretty sure got pushed back just like a couple of months, but uh, I, I haven't lost complete, uh, you know, hope or I'm not, uh, you know, feeling down about the MCU still really into it, but just not, uh, what I was expecting for the first, excuse me, for the first film of this new phase. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely is like I like I liked it. It's 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 I definitely liked it. I liked Cassie Lang. I liked the uh, the the scene where where the million Ant Man's was was great. I thought that was awesome, um, and I really loved that that sentiment part when he's you know when they're all climbing up on top of each other and he was like, it's easy to work together when you, when all you all care about the same thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was important. And then like, it did have like a nice moment for him where he realizes that like, he can't just want to protect her. Like she is part of the world and he's got to be the hero, you know, in like actually step up. But I like the idea that like, you know, uh hope comes back for him to help him because she cares about him and that's you know isn't gonna let him fight by himself thought that was a cool a cool uh i don't know i guess point of the movie but um i mean i i more than anything like the the whole movie made me just excited for young avengers whenever they get around to doing that yeah and i I was uh kind of curious if they were gonna give cassie her super name or sure, excuse me, her superhero name in this yeah. movie, or if they were just gonna uh, just gonna hold off on it because I'm not sure what kind of future plans they have for Cassie Lang, but uh, they just decided to just okay, she's she's the uh, you know uh, daughter of a superhero, and she just uh, just kind of I don't I don't want to say weasels her way into becoming a superhero, but she just uh, you know had access to all this tech and as the ability to uh, basically be a new Ant Man. Yeah, I'm a. I, I'm. I'm curious how they're gonna go about whenever she does have to attach a moniker to her thing because they like, um, like even Scott made fun of the name Ant Man in the first Ant Man movie. It's like, are we married to this name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm. I'm curious how she's gonna workshop. Uh, dude, honestly though, it, introducing her 
being uh doing some 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 protesting and shit in the beginning of the movie i was shocked that they they went right there with uh the police clearing out houseless people and cassie lang taking action against the police well you got to think it's cool because that stuff's happening in real time right san francisco is is, is not what it used to be yeah and 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 it has a lot to and you know i think the the stuff they're doing to connect the blip to the financial crash and the housing crisis like they're doing it in spider-man too um with you know all the stuff that uh aunt may was working with to help people who'd been displaced because of the blip like the all the stuff that they're doing within the greater marvel universe to kind of connect the blip to uh to the financial and housing crisis that we were going through in America and the world in general is uh, pretty fucking beautiful. The way they're finding that way to work these these real world, which is Marvel's fucking move. They work real world problems into their comics, so working mm-hmm. into the movies is very um, is very nice. So I uh, yeah, I appreciated that when she hands the car co- the car back. That was awesome. Yeah, and even when they were uh, kind of like, going over what uh they've all been up to when they get to hope and talking about her foundation and how she's been uh, you know trying to uh, work on getting affordable housing i was like Mm -hmm. that's something that we're dealing with here and like that's something that i think about like and i thought was awesome to see in the movie because it's a real problem so for them to be uh, putting a light on it was awesome food insecurity too like the fact that that's which is a, a genuine application of what this tech would mean for the world if it actually existed would be you know the ability to to make shit like that work <laughs> yeah and it's something like uh you know pim particles and like what ant-man does um, that's something that I, I feel like could be a real thing in our world is some super or some like powers i i'll look at and be like okay that seems really far-fetched um but when i look at something like what ant-man does I'm like, okay i i can totally see that happening yeah, I mean, they, they hand waved the science in that one pretty well to, to make you kind of think, you know, maybe. <laughs> okay, so Cassie Lang uh, studying Quantum Realm secretly uh, behind Scott's back. Do you think that was irresponsible of her? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> well, no, Scott was helping. Scott and Hank were helping. I thought Hope was, was helping. Maybe it yeah. was Hope. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, 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 Scott Scott was the one that was out of touch. Didn't really know what his daughter that was up to, it. but he never knows what any, what's going on with anything. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's crazy that uh, she was able to do so much. Like uh, uh, Hank mentioned, she did it all in a basement. Like this this teenager who is super smart and is like, all right, like let's just make it work. But it, it is a little scary to not know a whole lot about the quantum realm and let this kid just all right, let me send signals out to the unknown and see if anything comes back. And obviously, uh, Janet knew the dangers that are out there and her working on that behind uh, Janet and Scott's back kind of is what got them into this big mess. Yeah, but, you know, it goes who like, I mean, it's what we're doing that irresponsible thing all the time in space. Mm hmm. We're doing it right now. We're sending signals way out into space. If anything were to have an ability to get to Earth and fuck us up, which is what would happen, 
like one of my coworkers the other day was having a discussion with me about like the reality of of extraterrestrials and alien contact and what it would be and it would be a hammer <laughs> i think they're already here it would be no i don't think they're already here because we're, we're all still alive if they, were, if they were here they would have killed all of us because he, we he he went through the um the uh communication aspect of it and how we would have to learn how to communicate and the easiest what's what's easier than communication is to just kill everybody no we drink the ooze just like an ant-man <laughs> i mean yeah that'd be, that'd be, that would be ideal um dude that part was really funny yeah, it was a little uh, like barbaric too, because when you see Cassie and she's yelling at Scott, drink the ooze, and like it's like she's her, got the- <laughs> yeah, and it's like is that blood? What the hell did they force her to drink? But uh, for her to be so calm, I was like, all right, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I um, yeah, man, I I honestly that is that is definitely something that the movie lacked was a less of a um, a time with those characters. Um, because they were really funny dude when when fuck when they're walking through and the 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 houses are moving and he goes your houses are alive because <laughs> your houses are dead <laughs> yeah that was fucking awesome when uh veb asked scott how many holes do you have because he's just obsessed with holes and it, it, i was dying when scott was just like stopped and was like thinking and then quaz comes out and he's like he has seven, seven. holes <laughs> I, was just, I was laughing i was like that's that's that, that, those are the parts of ant-man that i enjoy those comedic moments because I, yeah. I i feel like they, they they find the right place to to, to put them and it's not too forced and it doesn't make me like you know uh, just kind of question it yeah no it was it was definitely good and uh you haven't seen I, i'm pretty sure we've talked about this you haven't seen the good place have you no i've not you should watch the good place he pretty much that character he was playing he, he can't read minds same 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 character Okay, and he's I'll, really he's really funny. I'll have to look up that show. Check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's only three seasons, so it's a it's a quick one. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was going. Also, the payoff when he gets holes later was was pretty funny. Yeah, and, it, and it's just again that thing too. It's like okay, he got holes, and then he was just able to uh, eat a bunch of stuff. And like, okay, this is like some some Kirby powers. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is this is, uh, made me a little sad because I'm like, I wish we would have got more of them. But yeah, no, I, I agree. But the scenes we did get of them, that's that's one of those things where I feel like that Marvel's done this a few times with these characters where we've been like, man, I wish we would have gotten more of this. But every scene with them was good. Yeah, so who's uh, I mean, who's Thor's homeboy? Who who's you know, Korg. Yeah, Korg, he was so uh, you know beloved, and he made it into a bunch of movies. Uh, sadly, or who knows, the Freedom Fighters could still be around. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious how, because uh, because they 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 talked about how their their species made it in the last one, so it'd be nice to have Korg come back in some way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like we're going all over the place with ant-man uh, we are going all over the place with <laughs> which is fine uh what w- one other part that i uh really enjoyed was uh when it, it, it flashed back right and, and you got to see uh a different side of king the conqueror uh he, he was uh you know him and janet trying to find a way to 
fix the this core to power his ship to to get them out of there and um i i, I thought that was a nice uh, uh you know side of him that we haven't got to see before uh to to see him to not be a, a complete monster because when we think king the conqueror all right he's out to to ruin all the timelines all right but th that is his thing but to, to see him uh be chill before we got to see the bad side of him i i, I did enjoy that side of him well i because i think it's interesting to always be wondering are we dealing with the worst king right now i i would assume so since he is the one that got banished from the council the one, maybe he's the one who got banished because he didn't want to work and play nice with the other kings yeah maybe he was I, I think he might have been a threat to the other kings so they banished him which doesn't necessarily mean that he is more evil well it just means that the other kings are saw him as a bigger threat i think themselves. just based off of what he's done right from what we've what from what janet saw right that, that's all we really have to, to, to base off of mm -hmm. pretty evil the other kings are, are we don't I really... mean the kang the kang in, in loki was pretty bad too was he? I, I thought he, he was, was like sending, he was sending tons of people to get eaten by that giant fucking shadow beast. Mm -hmm. But big picture, that might not be the worst of the kings. And that's what I'm saying is I think that this this whole king situation always raises the question of are you are we are we looking at the worst one right now or is this one okay? I. I think <laughs> I think King of the Conqueror is gonna be the worst one. But is the, is this king coming? I mean, this I, this king's coming back, right? No, I I think that's the setup was him getting uh, you know uh, sucked sucked in, whatever, minimized. I think he's just gonna. It's just another opportunity for him to to get Emerge stronger yeah. and grow more. And I think once they deal with the council then we're going to have to deal with this oh shit this guy's back yeah because he no, didn't die dude because also you're th like you pointing that out like maybe they do defeat the council of kings and then with them out of the way yeah he this other king we did his job for him with no yeah yeah that's a fucking that's a that's a good point but also are they gonna find a king who's going to want to help them or how are they going to time travel? because they because at some point they have to time travel dude i'm really curious if they're gonna if if when this is all said and done if kang continues being a presence if we'll get iron lad i think that's really far out it's really far out and they'd have to recast because they'd have to cast a young a younger version but i'm curious if we'll get well there is speculation that uh and this is for the people who saw the post credit scene that one of those kings is from the future and is the 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 king that uh you know fights um iron lad the the, the oh, guy okay. who looked more like uh like cyborg yeah yeah oh, okay that it's just um you know uh, people's uh you know uh, yeah. just guessing we don't know yeah man uh i did hear like dude just moving forward into the mcu 2025 sounds like it's going to be crazy. What are you talking about? Um, I think that's when Fantastic Four is coming. 
And I think that's when the next Spider-Man should be coming out too. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what else. Uh, is that when Kang Dynasty is coming out? Or I, Secret Wars? I think, hold on. I, I, thought stuff, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Also, uh, Homeboy who directed uh, Shang-Chi is directing one of those Avengers movies. He's doing the Kang Dynasty. Kang Dynasty, okay. That's going to be sick. Yes, it will be awesome to see uh, Shang-Chi back because I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan. I just want to look this up. Yeah, it's 2025 for King yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, so yeah, that and I think another Spider-Man movie. So the, those are the three we're getting that year. So that'll be cool. What do you want from the next Spider-Man movie? Um, I mean, I want street-level Spider-Man. But I want Spider-Man who's not dealing with a world event again. <laughs> but he's so advanced. Would that even be challenging for him? Would that be like a side dish? And the movie would more focus on like more personal stuff of, for Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, I'm curious what villain they're going to get with the next one. Imagine no villain. Would that be a... Would that be too crazy of a move for a super? Yes, because there's too many Spider-Man villains that are like commodities. Okay, not okay. Remove the Sinister Six, right? Because Sony's doing their whole thing. And excuse me, while my eyes roll out of my fucking head. (laughs) And then we look at uh, what they've already touched on. Because you got to think for this is this is touching new ground. Because by this time. We we have a new Spider Man. Spider Man's been recasted. What the fuck are the Sinister Six going to show off or show down against? I think no. They they all want to fight Spider Man, but they all have to uh, link up. What and go to a different universe? <laughs> uh, no, there's a Spider Man in their universe. Okay, it's it's going to be Miles or something. I don't. I, I as your eyes are rolling, I'm. Getting yeah. frustrated thinking about Sony. Um, yeah, I'm gonna fucking get myself mad if they ever did. Yeah, there's not. I don't know who would be a notable uh, villain that I would in, enjoy because my dream villain was always Mysterio. So they did a great job with that. So I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. You can bring in whoever. Maybe, yeah, do. maybe they could just revisit the the Prowler because. Uh, that would be sick. Yeah, bring back the Prowler, which was uh, uh, Donald Donald Glover, right? That's Donald his name. Glover, yeah. yeah, that was the guy Donald Glover who's getting arrested uh, when uh, Peter Parker was looking for that Chitari tech, mm-hmm. and he was like, he's like, hey man, just keep it out of my neighborhood. I got a nephew because the the Prowler is a like. Uh, d- depends on where because at one point he's a good guy but also the majority of the time he's a bad guy. But his nephew is Miles Morales, who is Spider Man. Uh, so that that would be cool. Just, it, would be, it would be great. It would be great. It would be very smart. But, you know, Sony's involved. So who knows? Probably not going to be that. Probably going to fuck it up. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about for Spider-Man 4. I know. But Sony's still involved. I think Marvel's like. Sony still has to sign off on who these characters are. On who, who these movies characters yeah, are. Yeah, but, get you know, Marvel. Marvel wears the pants in that relationship. They're yeah, like, Sony. They better. They better. Because remember, Sony was trying to pull out. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Disney's like, they, they do that every time. They're trying to get some more money out of them. And they always come crawling back because they know that they suck at this. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they know they suck, but they, they know that 
Mar Disney Marvel is like they're the reason why Spider Man is so successful. Yeah, and I mean, dude, they can, and if they wanted to, they could aim the Marvel fans at Sony. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just I don't know, it's just bad business. They just need to buy Sony. Uh, that's a lot of money. Probably would never happen. <laughs> but just find some way to work a deal where they can just get Spider-Man back or just get all the properties back. Yeah, that's I mean, dude, if 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 Marvel executives could have known what was coming with the Iron Man films, I'm sure I'm sure someone would have done anything they possibly could maxed out all of their fucking taken on so much fucking debt just to know that what would be possible in the future because those motherfuckers don't really care about their their finances at least the people who actually cared about the art and whatnot yeah it's it's it's, I mean, it's like this, this last piece of this puzzle right because they're able to to scoop up fox and reacquire a lot of properties back like important properties like the x-men fantastic four so it's, it, it, yeah, it and is, I don't know what, exactly what's going on with Universal and Hulk, but it seems like that's smoothing itself out too. Yeah, it's always like this weird gray area because because I, I know uh, even for a long time Namor was under that Universal yep. banner, uh, and we just got to see him shine bright, which was cool. And and, and you got to think too, right? With the next two phases already announced, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about Hulk. Yeah, I mean he's going somewhere. Did you yeah. finish She-Hulk yet? I didn't even start. If I'm being honest, bro, it's it's pretty good. All right, and, and it's pretty I, good. It's better than fucking Ant Man. <laughs> okay. I liked Ant Man. <laughs> and uh, and th th this is a, a nice segue for for a movie, right? For uh, a, 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 a MCU movie to have a post credit scene to kind of push towards pushes back it, towards Disney yep. plus. I was like, okay, that that's an interesting movie. That's something that I mm -hmm. wasn't expecting. So second post credit scene, we see um, uh, Loki again, which was nice to see him on screen. Loki and uh, Mobius, right? Is that his name? I should his name. Yep. Uh, we, we see them, uh, you know, in this theater and then they're watching this performance by uh, Victor timely, who's another Kang variant. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is cool. Because and, and I guess it is awesome that uh, Loki is the first Disney Plus series to get a season two, uh, sort and of. Now, and it makes sense why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, it, it was an interesting move, but but I liked it. So, and I was a huge fan of that Loki series on Disney Plus. It's what led oh, us. Oh shit! That twenty twenty five, we're getting the Captain America movie too, which just made me think about that. Shout out, Sam Wilson. Yes, uh, but this whole uh you know with the tva that was uh, uh what led us to king right because mm -hmm. obviously uh king's always been present uh, we just didn't know it but for us to you know actually get to see him for the first time that was awesome yeah no it was uh i mean dude i i fucking loki series is still sylvie's one of one of my top like five characters in this marvel mcu thing yeah, and I was surprised too because I'm not like the biggest like Thor is not really my thing, and I'm not the biggest Loki fan mm -hmm. either. But to walk away from the Loki show on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, this is really cool. 
Yeah, I don't even know if I'm really a Loki fan. I just like Tom Hiddleston a lot. Great actor. So I think I think that's what brings a lot of a lot of why I like him and that character and everything is the the way he plays him. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that show did such a good job of delving deeper into his character. Okay, I do want to touch on Ant Man a few things. What do you think of the Bill Murray stuff? Um, I it makes me sad because I love Bill Murray, but to see him just getting so old, I was like, God damn, dude! I think about it all the time. It makes me feel. It makes me feel old. I'm just like, jeez, this is this is crazy. Raised on Ghostbusters, man. Yeah, legendary movie. What did you What did you think of his his scene though? I was not shocked that he didn't help uh, Janet. (laughs) Excuse me. He 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 was the Lando yeah because for her to to just leave them all high and dry it's like how could she think that she could just show up and yeah. ask for favors i i thought that oh, was ridiculous sure. and uh, really reckless on her part to to bring, bring Han- to, yeah. to, to, to to bring hank along and it, it, i was just like maybe i'm not as mature as them but then when you find out it's like oh uh She's, she's like, I was gone for so long. I, I had my needs. And then you just find out that like, oh, like uh, they were fucking. Yeah. Uh, Janet. And but and even Hank, too, because Hank admits he's like, yeah, he's just like, you know, I uh, had one other lover or whatever. It's just like, geez, that's I was like, OK, maybe it's in like the heat of the moment. It wasn't like going to affect him know, that much. That's, that's a realistic. That was uh, honestly like little things like that were the things I think I liked about the movie. The realisticness of like. Like one, me and one of my coworkers were talking about uh, Kang and and uh, and Janet. They fucked. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I would not. They 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 were they were there for years working on this fucking thing together. She was so young then too. Yeah, and and you got to think she'd been alone for so long. Yeah, it's so just... like I like that ability for them to address like sexual needs in a fucking Marvel movie. I thought that was incredible to like be that real about it and just like confront it but also like confront the fact that like yo you do what you got to do when when you're in that situation and then for hank to say like it didn't work out because she wasn't you and like that's because there's because true love can still exist even though even if there's love between 100 percent, yeah like i thought that was cool and it it was cool too that yeah like they you you find out in that crazy scene and then they just move on. They don't harp on it. They don't make it a big deal. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, shit happens. Let's go. Like, we, we got to save the fucking universe. We got this. Dude, that karmic justice with the fucking little octopus guy. It was so cute. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I thought it was <laughs> kind of funny that uh, Hank was uh, wanting to to drink <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, get drunk when it's like, dude, you're you're in the quantum realm. You need to go home. I don't think you should be drinking. Uh, but for, for obviously, uh, they weren't, um, in tune with the local delicacy. So they weren't down to eat the little octopus dude. Um, I like mm-hmm. that. He, he thought to, to use that, um, little creature to their advantage and, uh, you know, blow him up and, uh, have him, the little creature attack everybody else so they could get away. Yeah. That part was sick. I, uh, I do, I, uh, on the, on the, the subject of Hank wanting to drink though, little things like that always make me think about Dungeons and Dragons and like when uh anytime you're playing a game of dungeons and dragons there's always some motherfucker who like when you're at the bar is like i'm gonna get a drink and it's like okay well i just want to accomplish the task (laughs) i'm just trying to complete the mission right now but i get it that you want to like have fun in the game too and it's like 
motherfucker, the fun for me is fighting and shit. <laughs> you know, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Well, there's <laughs> one motherfucker who always wants to get drunk. <laughs> okay. I, I you know, I've I've tried, um but uh, never found a group. I fell out I fell out of my game, sadly. My uh my 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 uh my DM eventually had to have a conversation with me because I was missing too many games to tour and was like, do you still want to do this? And I said, no, I, I do, but it's going to be easier for you to just do without me. Damn. So I had to give up my game. That's, that's rough. Cause it I, was rough. I, I remember when my friends and I were like, all right, we're going to do this. We like created our characters. And then the one friend that's that was like, commitment. Our, yeah, yeah. And the, the one friend that was like, all right, like I got the books to be the DM. Like I'm, I'm going to get creative. He just got over like, it. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you need you need one motherfucker mm. who cares too much to be your DM and wrangle everybody together. And I just couldn't. I, I just I, I gotta I gotta play gigs. Yeah. Well, at least you were honest about it. Yeah, broke my heart though, and I felt bad for letting him down. But you know what you gotta do. Yeah, you're you can't be there for everybody. But I'm trying to think of more more Ant Man stuff that we should talk about. I wanted to talk about the Bill Murray thing. We talked about the Freedom Fighters, dude. The uh, the part when they when she <laughs> fucking chokes homeboy out and was like, "What's the bridge code?" And he's like, "I'll die first mm -hmm. <laughs> He just reads her his mind. That yeah. part was up. Uh, I and <clears throat> I also could not believe uh, after everything that Ant Man has gone through, right? Dealing with uh, Civil War, dealing with thanos he would even trust someone like king right because uh, obviously he, he was threatening to hurt cassie which was i think a pretty probably one of my most favorite scenes in the movie is when we see their first interaction right where uh cassie oh and yeah scott are uh, both locked up and then king just walks down the hallway and then he's having this like intense conversation with him uh i i, I thought it was obviously a rough spot but for him to to even for him to even believe that uh, king was going to come through on his end yeah. Uh, I, I was just like, well, why are you, uh, why are you surprised that uh, he didn't bring Cassie when you got the the core back to its proper size? Well, and I've seen like people like I well I one of the what like walkthroughs of the movie that I watched, um, they were talking about like, well, why would Kang double cross Scott? And it's like because he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He he thinks it doesn't matter. Yeah, because he can do whatever he wants. Because he's seen the end. Like he, he even yeah. mentions it. Like he, he, he's been there before. Yeah, and even the the him pretending like he doesn't know which Avenger Ant Man is mm -hmm. too, and but then to later call him Ant Man, like, and someone point out like, oh, that's not consistent. And it's like, no, he was lying. Yeah, yeah, because because there are other points too. Because even when he sees uh, Hope for the first time, he calls her Jelly Bean to let her know, like yeah. he knows what's up. He knows, yeah, uh, he knows everything. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's rough, dude. It's it's rough because he's such a complicated character because you never know when he's telling the truth mm. or when he's just fucking with you. Yeah, I just assume he knows everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very, very uh, wild. It, wild performance from Jonathan Majors. Wild performance, but when I look at King the Conqueror, when I look at his army that he built, he seems pretty weak, right? Because if you yeah. think about what the Freedom Fighters, 
did uh, against uh, his army. And if, if you look at what uh, Ant-Man, Wasp, Cassie Lang did, they're not the strongest superheroes that we have available. So for, for them to be able to uh, do as much as they did against Kang, I'm just like, what if he went up against a Scarlet Witch or he fought uh, Shang-Chi hand-to-hand? Like, it, it's mm-hmm. not going to end. Well, when he's all powered up, though, and he was, you know, going... When he was doing the fighting, he's pretty unmatched. I, I, the ants got him. I mean, they had to really, <laughs> really swarm his ass to get him. Like when he was just like going up against people, man, he was disintegrating people left and right. People were fucking running in terror. Yeah. That was one thing I did like about Kang was we got a Marvel villain who actually like got a lot of blood on his hands and did a lot of bad shit on screen yeah i i I was reading this thing where his mindset is he's not murdering these people he's just removing them from the timeline which i thought was kind of kind of badass because that's uh you know when when you think about this uh, singular timeline yeah cool he's removes them from this timeline they're on every other timeline that exists so it's not that big of a deal yeah, but he's, his his goal is to conquer all the timelines. Yeah. And I, I wonder if there's going to be a point where we finally get to see his background, right? Like, what, like, what is he fighting for, right? He, he wants to conquer all these timelines, but, like, what set him off? Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested, too. Because remember, uh, with Thanos, we got to see... Uh, you know, a, a little bit of why he wanted yep. to, you know, get the Infinity Stones and uh, rid the universe of half its population. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely it's. Uh, I don't know, man. It's really complicated. I'm curious what they're gonna do moving forward with, with this because I I honestly really liked the way they explained him existing in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was in the whole the whole janet thing because uh apparently there was a line in uh in ant-man 2 that got cut out and inserted into ant-man 3 because it wouldn't have made sense if they gave away something in ant-man 2 like one of Janet's lines would have given away that there were civilizations down there uh-huh. and they apparently cut it and inserted it into Ant-Man three when she's explaining like there's universes down here. Like there's whole, there's a, it's like a whole other world under our world. Um, when she's saying that like her not giving all that information up in Ant-Man two was a way of holding off and hiding Kang till this movie. Which is just, I don't know, I'm always curious, like, how the fuck far out are these motherfuckers looking um, when they're writing some of these movies? Because sometimes it doesn't seem like they're looking that far, and sometimes it's surprising how far out they're looking. Yeah, because somebody tied Kang to uh, one of the Iron Man movies when they showed... Really? Yeah. Uh, was it Iron Man? Well, yeah, I think it was Iron Man. Whenever they were showing... Um, God, why, why am I drawing a blank on his dad's name? Um, fuck. Uh, Howard. 
Howard Stark. Oh, yeah, because whatever movie they were showing where Howard Stark was having one of his uh, like presentations, there was like a like a pan of. Uh, oh no way! There was a pan of. Um, they showed the the original Human Torch, and he's tied to Kang. So okay. it's just like was it obviously the, the lore has been there but it's like was yeah. that did they do that intentionally because they're like all right long term we're getting to king that's crazy um, that's crazy because would, would that have been iron man too i think so because that's when they're getting into like the world's fair and all that shit mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you're, you're right yeah that's crazy because that's i mean they knew they were going to go far at that point, they already knew they were going to go Thanos. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm interested to see how many times they've hindered at Galactus and we haven't noticed. <laughs> well, there's even uh, when Kang says the word eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you, you think back to to Thor and we've seen you know, the, the physical form of eternity. Yeah. Which, okay, it's like now that we're dabbling in like the like this weird not weird but the more galactic stuff like these like more like mm-hmm. celestial beings it's like all right like how far are we going to go before we have a major reset because once you get so far out and you see these crazy beings right that are, are way more powerful than the super villains that's normally when it's like all right we got this far out let's bring it all back in with a reset yeah so it's like yeah, I, I don't know man maybe maybe that's that's when we'll get young avengers yeah. And they've got to bring the bring the problems back down to a smaller scale. I don't know. I'm 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 still pretty game for everything that's been going on. Even with this kind of a lackluster um Ant Man movie. In in and I say that just because it didn't just wow me, but it, it at the same time it just it didn't fucking grind my gears or piss me off or let me down the way Eternals did. Um or or insult me in any way i agree because i I, with with eternals there are so many like holes and also um the fact that they i'm i don't know if it's fair to say that they played it safe by not directly tying it to uh you know pushing the narrative on what's going on in the mcu uh maybe that's why it's like all right cool like we can just brush this off they took this weird risk and it didn't pay off and they they, maybe they were so smart to set it up in a way where like all right if this doesn't work it's not gonna we don't have to yeah like we don't yeah we don't have to like retcon anything we can just uh just kind of tuck it away people will still mention it but we just don't have to acknowledge it type thing god damn dude how did they fumble the bag so hard on that one yeah, it, it, it's sad too because, uh, and, and here's another thing. Like when I think about that, like it's like we hear the voice of Blade. Blade's going to be mm-hmm. a, a, a big thing. Is that why they they don't want to do like uh, you know have him on camera? Because <laughs> they had a whole scene, yeah. but they just had his voice, which I think is like, come on, like for the amount of money that they have, they could have easily put him on camera. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a question for sure. I'm uh did you uh did you see the ants thing coming on in, in Ant Man? No, not Dude, it. I did I did the first time he touched his earpiece uh-huh. when they were walking through like the, the coral woods or whatever. Okay. 
before. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I I looked at Ashton. I'm like, the ants are trying to contact him. I was, I was like, I was like, he's still hooked up to the ants. He's still fucking hooked up to the ants. Yeah. See, from, and she was just like, oh shit. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. See, for me, I was like, they're just they're in the quantum realm. His his hearing is picking up other frequencies. That's that's just what mm-hmm. I thought. Um, the, the ants came through for for them to uh to to hit like that time vortex right and and this mm-hmm. is um and for for people who are curious th- that's why um Scott Lang Ant-Man didn't age like Janet Van Dyne because when he went to the quantum realm he hit a time vortex as well so he wasn't uh, on the same oh yeah yeah so he wasn't on like a, a, a proper timeline so that's why he was able to be down there for so long but not age as much as Janet did um, and same thing with with those uh, the ants. They they hit a time vortex, but they were able to age a thousand years in a day, which was to their advantage because they came through, and it, it was kind of cool. Because normally I'm just like oh, these the, the the ants are like I whatever, know. but w- when they came through and they were just like all right, they're like the the, the real well, backup. Also, like they they like kind of uh, like uh, augmented the ants a little bit and given them a little bit of head start. Like they had the technology a mm-hmm. little bit and they were like doing these experiments with them to like get them to like, you know, develop a civilization on their own. And they were like, yeah, they're doing this all on their own. Like, I, I think like that ability of like giving them the leg up, but then them being able to take it and dude, the fucking I, I laughed so hard with Michael Douglas like, you know, socialism is a loaded word nowadays. But <laughs> I fucking lost it, dude. That's so funny. Because yeah. that's like one of the things like uh, if you look up like what like because they're at a stage. He says they're at a stage two civilization, mm-hmm. which us on Earth are still at a stage one because they're still stuck using uh, getting energy from like fossil fuels. And we've yet to harness the the energy of our own sun completely. And like that is what essentially like in order to like in order to like further like space travel and exploration and whatnot like that needs to be like we should be getting all of our energy from our sun before we move on to the next uh phase and since we haven't even mastered fusion yet like we're still pretty far from you know harnessing all of our energy from our sun um but like that idea of like, well, yeah, we're never going to get any further as a civilization if literally all any of us are trying to do is have more money than each other. 100 percent. Like <laughs> it, the only way you get there is if you all are dedicated to get somewhere together. Yeah. And then we got to see, uh, you know, King be this dictator and see what happened to. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when you want power centralized around a single person or yourself like you're not going to be able to be as strong as a group of people who are all committed to one another. I mean, it's the same people, the, the rebellion, like, like there's more of us than there. Like there's a, the, um, one of the, one of the signs, um, with the, those protests going on in Atlanta right now, um, or around the cop city stuff, apparently somebody had a sign that said they can't kill all of us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, because that's what you like it, you like for Kang the Conqueror, like he wants to conquer people. He wants to rule over people. You can't like you can't rule anybody if you just kill everybody. Yeah, someone uh, I, I was watching this interview um, with uh, the actor. What's his name? I, I just read his name. Uh, Which one for Kang? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, excuse me. Uh, and uh, he, he was just uh, c- 
comparing his character to Alexander the Great, how he just mm, yeah. ran, uh, Alexander the Great just ran out of, you know, kingdoms to conquer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he had to look for more. Yeah. So he started looking at other timelines. Yeah. No, yeah. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, that, um, that I think it's the, it's a mis, misquoted thing, but I always think about the Alexander the Great quote in, um, uh, in Die Hard. Uh, Hans quotes Alexander the Great and says like for uh, like it, I can't remember exactly what the quote is now but God I'm, I'm, somebody who's listening to this was screaming um, it's like for like Alexander wept for when he looked out there were no more like kingdoms to conquer or whatever and um, yeah it's good yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the other superheroes react to king because i felt like i was sold wolf tickets when there was the that trailer and, and it was of the scene with uh cassie and scott uh you know uh, locked up there imprisoned and uh he was talking to king he was like oh he's like i already called the avengers and i you know we, we saw that as a preview so in my mind i'm like all right cool like we're gonna at least see w- another avenger pop up to maybe uh, assist mm-hmm. ant-man we didn't see anybody show up and I was, yeah, he was lying. I was sad because <laughs> anybody I, I would have taken anybody just show up help out yeah I'm just curious because uh, he's going to kill some of them yeah right <laughs> Um, but it, maybe not in our timeline right is, yeah. this, is this how they get away with uh, having people die uh they're they're gonna because is that how loki right loki's still around uh loki's supposed to be dead um which i'm okay with because this is what happens when you introduce uh time travel like multiple time travels yep yeah Mm -hmm. shit shit gets complicated but also fun at the same time uh so yeah i i think people are gonna have to die just so they can learn how to fight against king right they're gonna have to learn from their mistakes because yeah i mean think about all the ant-man who died in this movie (laughs) (laughs) that scene was uh not my favorite scene because i because i I found myself at at certain points i i i was like which one are we following but then they made it easy Mm -hmm. because all the ant-mans all the other um ant-mans had their helmet on versus like Mm -hmm. the one on our timeline he didn't put his helmet on so all right cool that's the one i got to focus on and obviously not the Baskin Robin. Uh, not the Baskin Robbins one. Yeah. You didn't have a someone on either. That was, dude. I that that part. There were like still like Ant Man moments that where I was like, this is so fucking funny. But yeah. like that was the difference between this movie and which I think it was a good family movie, but it wasn't as as hilarious of a comedy as, and like also like we missed out on. The one thing that this Ant-Man movie didn't get to play around with as much was the things are big and small. What like, do you mean? Like the 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 um, like the physical comedy of like this is a object that is supposed to be small and now it's a giant, or this is a big thing dealing with something that is, or this is a big object on something that like him when he's riding the truck like a like a little uh like a i don't know like a a skateboard or something Uh 
like when he's pushing the truck along in the second Ant-Man movie, like the, the the physical comedy and stuff, because it all takes place in the quantum realm, which is a complete fantasy land. You never got to see that juxtaposition of like, oh, that's a giant bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. Like you never got that. Uh, those fun aspects of the Ant-Man movies that I think they really dialed in. I mean, dude, the, the fight scene in the first Ant-Man movie takes place on a train set. Mm-hmm. The final fight scene. It's objectively hilarious. Yeah, I I feel like the only thing that we got was like there was like that. Uh, it was like a I'm pretty sure it was like a Back to the Future reference when they were having dinner and Hank squeezes the juice yes. on the pizza. Mm-hmm. Like that might have been like the only thing that I can think of right now, like that happened in like the our actual world, not the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. So like I think that 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 aspect of it and it missing Michael Pena, like a lot of the comedy that was like guaranteed in the other ant movies was like not available in this one uh-huh. as much. Cause it, but it also like, it was such a more serious movie than the other Ant-Man movies. Cause the villain was like so much more like villain in, uh, in Ant-Man one is, you know, Darren cross, which uh-huh. was fine. Kind of a petulant, like entitled prick. Um, but I mean, Walton Goggins in the second one is like a bumbling little crime syndicate or whatever. Like you, you didn't have to take those villains as seriously as you had to take murderous Kang the Conqueror. Um, yo, we got to talk about MODOK. Did you hate it or love it? Hated him when he didn't have his mask on. It just looked too weird. Dude, I could not stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. It just the the just looking at it, which again, it looked silly as fuck, but it did make me laugh so hard every time. Yeah, I I didn't like it. If I'm being honest, I thought it was I thought it was a fine adaptation of Modok for the MCU and a decent explanation of why he's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't feel like it was a reach or anything, but I just didn't like the character yeah i uh do you not do you like or or dislike modok period no i'm i i have no issue with the, the actual character um it, it was just one of those damn maybe they, they could have done more but i i, I just like it was like one of those like throwaway villains yeah i thought it was just like a decent callback of sorts to, to use Darren Cross as that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's one of the that's one of the things where like the complaints that I'll give people if they hated that, I can totally understand that. Even though I thought it was fun, you yeah. got to see his his weird little butt. I thought that was really funny oh, when he was getting uh, created when he came out of the yeah, vat. I thought I thought that was pretty funny. One thing that that I, I really liked was um, they defeat King. Everybody comes back. Uh, everything's nice, and we. We see Scott. He's, you know, just like the opening scene. He's like walking down the street. Dude, the book ending of both of those scenes in the movie was awesome. Yeah, because you you see his his, his paranoia. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and this is something that I uh, didn't see in real time just because I, I was like trying to see like, oh, should are we is, is this even our same timeline? I, you know, there's like a million things running through my head. I was yeah. trying to prepare myself for what was to come. And I just happened to miss 
like as he's walking down the scene he's like focusing on people like wearing purple and then when he gets to Cassie's party there's purple balloons the cake is green and then when you think of those two colors that's those are Kang colors Mm -hmm. and it's just like holy shit like psychologically Kang has gotten to him because now he's questioning did they do the right thing for their timeline because now that their minds are opened up to this like this crazy thing that there's all these timelines and there's this time traveling villain uh, like they just can't go about living their normal life as much as they want to from this point yeah because they're always under threat yeah and and I, i was surprised at how peaceful of an ending they got for that movie yeah no i mean again shocked janet survived yeah because uh she i don't know if she needs to pay for not telling everybody but i thought she would pay for it <laughs> yeah because when, when you have someone as diabolical as king like looking for you and then when you enter like his realm i was surprised yeah to see that they made it made it out alive and, and another thing they didn't even really explain uh cassie's whole portal thing because right it, it it like hope comes back saves scott and then Cassie's like, oh, like let me just punch in whatever, I, however she did it. But she just opened it up just to bring them back because it, it, it seemed kind of like this was like a one time thing. Like, yeah, that's what I was. But maybe it's one time thing from the inside because that power is coming from. Yeah, from the energy source that King powered the ship the with. Hand. But and then there's they're sending something into the quantum realm yeah. from the outside. No but explanation. You know, you know what? fine <laughs> <laughs> okay so so hand wave that one okay. okay all right well we'll let that one go um but but it is interesting right because now the the kings uh they're way more focused on stopping the avengers because they mm-hmm. they you know they don't really come to an agreement on if king the conqueror is actually dead or not right because one says oh like you're just mad because you didn't kill him and the other one's like is he dead and then uh yeah the other one's like i wouldn't have called you here if he wasn't so they're they're not on the same page when it comes to if he's dead or not clearly he's not dead we didn't see a body right it's a movie no so he's he's not dead but when you see uh them uh talking about how they need to uh you know stop they didn't say the Avengers, but referencing the, the people Earth. that are, are like, you know, touching the, the, the timelines and, uh, you know, uh, like uh, actually affecting them. And then when it cuts to them, like calling all the Kings, I, I, I was kind of stoked at that post credit scene. I mean, it's, uh, it's, um, which is at the end of Avengers when Thanos is like, I'll do it myself or, Oh man! Is it no? It's the end of is it the end of Age of Ultron? I can't remember. That's far back. That's like I can't yeah. even remember if I'm being honest. But there's that scene. There's that po- one of the post credit scenes of one of those uh like pre pre end game or pre uh Infinity War movies is mm-hmm. Thanos saying like, well, I guess I'll do it myself, and he puts on the fucking gauntlet or whatever, and you're like, do you? I didn't think he had that. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. But it, it, it's just like, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they they pop up in, in these upcoming films, right? Because the, the, there's going to have to be points where 
the other superheroes are alerted of their presence because like or are we just going to go straight into avengers king dynasty and we're caught up with everybody and then they discover the council in the avengers film i i, I wouldn't like that because it, it might be like a little too rushed of a storyline so yeah. i would like to see building up towards like you know these superheroes encountering um different kings and uh yeah and then it playing out like hey like the movie starts where the knowledge is already there we're not trying to uh, have them discover them yeah I, I, I think that would be a good move yeah i mean next movie is guardians yes correct yeah and then after that is the fuck's next i have to look at the timeline because I, I think it was supposed to be marvels but then it got pushed back Mm. which you did finally finish miss marvel didn't you no god you fucker (laughs) life has been uh i I won't say crazy but i'm just like focused on a lot of different things what you focused on my dude i'm going to korea in a couple months oh shit that's right when you when you leave for that i i i I, I don't want to say because there's like weird shit happening that i'll I'll tell you off Mm. off camera how long are you gonna be there eight days cool yeah so a, a significant amount of time i guess or That's i don't awesome. know it's like a week a little over a week for me can you say where you're going yet i don't want to say too much i'll tell you off camera okay. it, it, it's it's this whole thing and like yeah it's it, it, it's it's really strange okay um okay so i'm looking at the lineup so uh geez why can't i get a real lineup Dude, I think that anytime I'm Googling something anymore, I'm like, well, how does what Google got worse, right? Google's you can't use Google because they, they hide shit from you. Google's worse. Twitter's worse. Everything's worse. Yeah. Twitter. No, Twitter is terrible. I, I, I as a long, long time Twitter user is pretty bad. Have you seen any tweets about Tesla? No. <laughs> now that I think about it. No. Should I? <laughs> no, I get them every now and then I get denigrating tweets about Tesla promoted into my timeline but then underneath will be a fact check and context added yeah people like talking like denigrating the person who posted the thing that's denigrating to tesla like some dude did some thing testing the fucking self-driving or whatever Mm -hmm. made a video being like this shit is dangerous and fucked up and someone was like and then it got fact checked and it's like this person owns a company that is like a competitor of tesla and blah 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 blah, adding all this context and it's like does that fucking change the fact that the video he made is not fucking valid like he's clearly showing how the shit doesn't work and i've seen other tweets where like people tweeted things about elon musk or about like and then those are always fact checked nowadays also apparently did you hear he complained to twitter about uh his super bowl tweet not doing as well as joe biden's Uh, so now they're going to rework the algorithm so that his tweets do better no i didn't hear about that isn't that neat well he owns the company tyler he is a toddler he's a fucking he might be fucking he might be him and trump might be the most immature adults in america they're pretty immature. Like, I'm not saying it that, like change. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it, it's it is weird crazy. when you think about like these uh, people who are uh, 
doing like uh like crazy shit for like uh the world it changes the world yeah yeah, the ch- yeah world altering things and they get to be children and yet we all have to be mature and adults fuck that uh so i'm, I'm looking at the the timeline um and, and and this is with like the tv series too so yeah next movie is guardians uh may 5th which will be a sad ending Damn, that's fucking soon i will all right never mind i don't want to say too much uh uh-huh. uh we'll be recording that episode later not that much later okay uh but that's gonna be a sad one because that's james gunn mm-hmm. send off no more baptista um and maybe that- batista will be showing up in the dc stuff though I don't dude know. what if batista plays bane he's already shot that down really yeah because i think he wants to to be an actor right he doesn't want to just be known as like this like superhero guy yeah but it's james gunn yeah he says no but who knows maybe he gets the right offer for bane i i hope so because he was the like the first one to like stick up for james gunn during Mm -hmm. like his controversy for james gunn uh but he is a good actor yeah no I, i i i think he's talented He's one of the one of my favorite scenes in the new Blade Runner movie is is that scene with him. Okay, I've never seen it. It's hard. Do I need to watch the first one to watch that one? Yes. Okay. All right. right. Noted. But look up which one you're supposed to watch. I can't remember. I think it's the director's cut is the one you're supposed to watch. There's a version of Blade Runner that sucks, apparently. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was just awesome overall. No, there's one that sucks. There's one that Harrison Ford narrates the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to watch that one. That one sucks. Apparently. Okay. Well, yeah. So we got Guardians in May, which will be nice because uh, in, in in between there, there, there's supposed to be Secret Invasion on Disney Plus as well. Oh yeah. So we'll have some a uh, lot of content to to talk about then, mm-hmm. but but it will be sad uh, if you watch it oh <laughs> <laughs> um i will uh i by then here's a promise to everybody i by then i will have caught up with disney plus do it dude it's good yeah yeah no I, I, it's, it's not she that hulk, she hulk straight up is so much better than i thought it was going to be uh-huh. like i can't fucking exaggerate enough it is so much better than i thought it was going to be okay and daredevil is great in it good old uh, Charlie Cox. Yes, he's also in Boardwalk Empire, which we are watching right now, and I love his character so much. I've never seen that show, but I love the actor. It's fucking great. Okay, well, I we have a yeah an interesting uh, rest of the phase, which uh, you know what's what's after Secret Invasion. Well, so it goes Secret Invasion, Guardians, and then we get Echo. Secret Invasion, then Guardians. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn, and echoes this year too. Echoes summer twenty twenty three. Damn. Uh, so uh, summer they crank that one out quick. Yeah. So uh, this summer we get Echo and Loki season two. So shit's gonna be moving. I don't really see how Echo's gonna tie into any of this. Um, I know we're gonna get more Daredevil. Yeah, more Daredevil, but I, I I'm just speaking as far as like King stuff. Oh yeah, no. I think I think this is probably setting up more of that uh New York universe possibly. 
Yeah. And, and, and then it gets like a little like I, this is where I get curious. Right. Because then we get Marvel's after that in July, July 28th. And then uh, which is and then from July to uh, November, uh, there's nothing which is going to be a, a nice break. break. And yes. then uh, and then it comes at us. We got uh, Blade, Ironheart. And then we're supposed to get Agatha, Coven of Chaos. All before the end of the year? Uh, Agatha, they say late 2023, maybe early 2024. Okay. So so Agatha's the last of 2023. And then everything. Uh, and then after that is 2024, which we get Daredevil, Captain America, and Thunderbolts. And that's... Uh, oh, okay, Captain America and Thunderbolts. That's what it is. Oh, I think Blades... Wait, Blades this year? Yeah, November. I think Blade might have gotten pushed already. Did it? Let me see. I think Blade got pushed to next year. Because, uh, yeah, 2024 is looking pretty dry for our podcast. <laughs> Which we can find other things to, to talk about. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about Blade being pushed back. I, I watch that Emergency Awesome dude on on uh, YouTube sometimes because I like his uh, his updates. And I thought he said that blade and captain america were the same year which oh, i was no. actually confusing that and thinking it was you're you're right you're right um, okay I, i'm getting reports september 6 2024 okay yeah so it's blade captain america and then fuck what else was next year thunderbolts thunderbolts yeah. yes and then i can't remember what then then it's spider-man kang dynasty and, and then there was something else that, oh, fantastic four yeah fantastic four. And that's what's 2025 that's 2025 it's gonna be cool yeah, yeah. Like I, I still have, uh, you know, high hopes. I, I'm, I'm still excited. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, this wasn't like a mind blowing thing. Yeah, no, not at all. But I mean, I, but it also is one of those things where when I really think about what to complain about, I don't have that much. So maybe I'm just fatigued a little bit. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that I'm fatigued. It was just, yeah. It, it, it just wasn't. Um. And I I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, yeah. Because when I like, okay, like the things that I, I complain about, no real introduction to the Freedom Fighters and Hope and her fighting pose. That's, it's not the worst Your things. Big complaints. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I think that was it. I think it might have just been so much of what this movie was, was a setup movie. Yeah. You're not going to get any kind of payoff from a movie that's setting up something else. But I did like the the book endingness of the, the the monologues for from scott i thought that was cool um they did them dirty I, after uh, after he saved the quantum realm they start charging him for coffee yeah i know crazy at least they get his name right though <laughs> and that's something that uh the from a video that i watched from new rockstar as they pointed out like yeah nobody knows who peter parker is i was like oh yeah that we're we're living in a world now where nobody knows who spider-man is yeah he could be anybody he could be anybody but crazy okay well we will be back with more marvel stuff when guardians wraps up right hopefully an awesome trilogy mm-hmm. uh, which will be sad but um, obviously people know and want to hear about uh your band inclination you guys had some record release shows uh, in Chicago and in Louisville. How was that? Can you talk about what that weekend was like? I have your weapon X shirt. I need to send it to you. 
Uh, okay <laughs> i've been wanting to ask you about that but i, I don't want to be that guy like hey like where's no, my I did, I, it's, it's literally in the old viewer room right i, I Thank looked you. at it earlier and i was like i was like oh, i need to send that i know and so, i uh, i appreciate you getting that because following um people and sing online like if you're not at the show you're not going to get one i was like i really want one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got it before the before the gig started thank you <laughs> that being said don't text me asking about that if you're listening to this <laughs> i appreciate that um i do not get things for many people um but uh i uh yeah no it was, it was cool the the louisville show me and isaac were talking about it like i can't remember if it was before might have been before judiciary he he asked me he was like is this the biggest louisville hardcore show that you that's 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 happened and i was sitting there thinking like through all the eras and i think it's definitely the biggest one since the blue weekend mm-hmm. for knocked loose um which that was the biggest hardcore show in louisville that i think i've been to in my life it was just a show it wasn't the fest mm-hmm. it was just a show um and uh yeah so it was pretty pretty cool um my uh my dad came and uh he really liked all the bands that was pretty cool um i told i got i kept uh i told uh i told judiciary after their set i said my dad walked up after your set and said that band is a really good band (laughs) (laughs) you got a new fan Um, yeah um but yeah no it was uh it was fun all the bands were were really cool it was awesome getting to meet the contention guys and then also finding out that i've bought multiple shirts from josh from contention on depop so that was cool shout out josh (laughs) yeah um yeah they fucking ruled man they were they were awesome um i uh cosmo did uh tom sheehan's part both nights and uh i got to do a part and inflict my will which was fun and um yeah weapon x played their what third and fourth shows it's crazy those motherfuckers (laughs) um (laughs) And and ripped it, dude. They fucking they killed both fucking nights. It was awesome. Um and yeah, I mean the little show was awesome. I was in I was going fucking off. I was being nuts um all night, but it was it was really fun. Um no real injuries to speak of, so I'm I'm good on that department, even though I, I definitely fucked my wrist up during the Gates to Hell set the other day. Um, or possibly year of the knife. I'm not sure which it was. I might have broken my hand. Actually, I'm not exactly positive. I, I didn't want to bring up that gates set, but there's that video floating around, and yeah, I, I, I watched it, and I didn't know that it was you until I kind of like focused on like, oh, that's Tyler's back tattoo. That definitely is Tyler. <laughs> and also, you spin kick drop this person, and then you immediately go like, oh shit, go check if they're okay. I'm like, that's a Tyler thing to do, dude. Okay, so. And that's my friend Blake and I knew or I thought I was probably going to get them but I'd already pushed send on that spin kick like I saw them out of the corner of my eye as I like wound up but I'd already like let the momentum go yeah and they literally caught like the bottom of my toe straight to the nose and teeth jeez yeah fucked up I I, I honestly think their their feet might have left the ground that's that's crazy like, it was fucking brutal i have been hit as hard as i hit them mm-hmm. i believe one time in my life during foundation and i went blind that night Jeez, that's scary 
because I got hit in the head so hard. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, uh, I um, so I knew I knew as soon as I as I was kicking, I was like, hopefully it goes over their head. Hopefully it goes over their head and then just right in the face. So um, yeah, I felt pretty bad. I got them in water and then I checked on them later, and they might have had a mild concussion, but well, they definitely had a mild concussion because they threw up. Um, but no broken but nose, no missing teeth. No broken nose, no missing teeth. Guess who got the nosebleed though? You. Your nose is always bleeding everywhere. <laughs> My nose is always bleeding. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Um, but back to the record releases. They were they were cool. They were some of the my favorite inclinations. That's we played. We played Cobra Lounge in Chicago, mm. and Constraint played there with Hold My Own and uh, Gates to Hell, and I'm fucking blanking on the other there was like a like a more metal band that played that actually met the singer from that band at inclination practice for uh for for the california weekend i think or maybe something it was either california weekend or it was for the children i can't remember what we were practicing for we were up in chicago but um but i uh when, when constraint played there i was like i hate this venue I hate this stage. I hate everything about this. This sucks. And when, well, mostly because I just feel like I was going to fall off the stage the whole time. And it was like really, really like, it's just an awkward stage. And then when we had the inclination show booked there, I was like so sad about it. And then we played. For some reason, the stage wasn't that bad for us. For some reason, it felt way worse for constraint. Um, it was insane. The sound was incredible. And now I love Cobra Lounge. That's cool. I'm happy you're able to go back a second time and have a whole different experience. Whole different experience. Big fan. Play there anytime. I, I absolutely had a fucking blast. It was uh, it was awesome. Didn't hit my head on the ceiling. I think that was another thing was I was so scared I was going to hit my head on the ceiling the whole time. Because mm. the ceiling is so low on the stage. Like if you jump like to get air, you will send your head through the ceiling. But you can like, I was, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow I was jumping and going crazy, but managing to not fucking knock myself out, which is surprising. Okay. Well, that's awesome to hear that those two shows were awesome. I love the record. I love inclination. Uh, but you mentioned knock loose. How crazy is it that they're on Coachella Fest? That's fucked. Yeah. They're also apparently, I guess, playing louder than life again this year too, is what I heard. So okay, they're they're doing they're doing the fest this year again. I mean they they're not doing a big tour, so it makes sense that they're just gonna do big, big fest. But dude, it's it's crazy the the shit that they're they're jumping into is is I I couldn't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm curious if they're gonna fly home in between the weekends while they're playing Coachella. Is Wait, is it multiple weekends? Yeah, same lineup, two weekends in a row. Oh shit! Um, you know what? I bet they all stay. Okay. I know Isaac will stay because he loves he loves L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's is it in L.A. or is it sh- right outside of L.A.? No, it's like it's like two hours uh, outside of L.A., like two hours okay. east. Like it's in uh, the city called Indio. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah I know. Um, that they'll probably. Well, who knows? I mean, fucking. Uh, Kevin could go back to Colorado. Paxson 
could come home. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt they'll. I doubt they'll come home. I bet they. I bet they hang out. Because I mean, Brian lives out there now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's it's cool to see uh, hardcore bands get on a big fest like Coachella. That's like uh, that's like the biggest fest in the world. Like the most popular one. Yeah. And when you look at the bands from our bubble that have played it before, it's uh, crazy and cool. Is the full lineup out for it already? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's dropped. I don't think I've. I, I never. I know. I know. I'm never going to go, so I never look. I'm going to look it up real quick. Let's look it see. up. Who, who who else from our world is playing? Scowl. I'm seeing Scowl the day they play. Scowl's playing on a Saturday, same day as Blackpink. Shout out to K-pop. I will be Dude, there. That is fucking wild. Yeah, crazy lineup. A lot of big artists. What the the? I, I don't even remember who the headliners are. It's Blackpink. Oh yeah, it's Blackpink, Frank Ocean, and Bad Bunny are are the uh, three different headliners for each day. Um, okay, why is Idris Elba on the on the lineup? What does that mean? He might be like a DJ or something. I don't know. Yeah, Did Bad Bunny, Gorillas, nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Blondie is Blondie, right? I assume so. Yeah, I'm like it's like nobody else. Like I don't know. I never put it past anybody to just be going to something that already exists. Um, why is this so fucking? I, I gotta I gotta go to a different one because this is so pixelated. Yeah, if you go to their the Coachella Instagram, it's uh, they have a the one we can just like zoom in and see everything pretty clearly. Um, I don't have Instagram on the on the iPod. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going for sure Saturday, which is... that's the that's the Blackpink and Knockloose day. No, I think Knockloose is on the Sunday. On the Sunday. Yeah, okay. they're playing a different day if I remember correctly. Yeah, Knockloose is on Sunday. Saturday, definitely gonna catch Scal. I love their new single. It's awesome. That's why I still haven't listened to it yet. I ordered the new uh, the new record, but I haven't listened to any mm. of the songs yet. Well, just go boot up Hardcore Caviar playlist on Spotify. It's the first track. We'll do, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I love when you fucking bump your fucking <laughs> playlist. It's so sick. <laughs> well, I I update it every month, which uh, it's the well, it's just. A, a super solid playlist and i am biased because i create it every month you make it, yeah. people people seem to like it yeah i would hate this i would hate to be at this thing <sighs> if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, it's not the easiest thing to attend and if i if, if i didn't go with my uh like one of my best friends nate i would not go i believe you but the fact that we the yeah i just wouldn't want to experience it with a general admission ticket it's a nightmare i've done it before like back in like the early days like 2006 oh the breeders are playing that sounds great yeah this is this is like fucking um what's what's the what's the one that oh my god i'm about to say what's the festival that happens in louisville that that sucks i'm i'm asking you yeah in in, in orange county um i've never been there there's there's a there's a festival in louisville that happens that's forecastle okay Uh, i was thinking uh irate fest but okay (laughs) <laughs> no, that didn't happen, bro. 
Um, oh, speaking of fest, uh, I why was I under the assumption that LDB was happening at the same venue as last year? I don't know. It's a totally different place. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's a place that can hold like two thousand people this year. Yeah, I, I was looking at uh, the photos uh, on like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is this is not the same place. This is crazy. No, thank God, dude. That stage was so tall last year. It was terrifying to jump off of. Mm-hmm. And this one. So will there be a stage? Yes. Okay. They're building a stage. Okay. They're going to probably have something similar to it'll be like kind of a similar setup to from what FYA is, I, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Except they're rather than FYA having an existing stage and then building off of it, they're just building a, a stage from scratch in that room, which they've, I mean, they've rented a stage for the skate park the two years they did it at the skate park. So mm-hmm. they'll so, be doing so, that again. Yeah. So it's, it's familiar territory. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I'm uh, I'm bu- bummed I'm not playing this year, but I'm also just really excited to mosh and not have to worry about anybody being mad at me if I get knocked out, dislocate my knee, or break my hand. Mm-hmm. All three of those things could happen. Yeah, you're out there wilding out. What's up with the the label? How's the label going? Uh, good. Um, we should have the new pressing of the Inclination record at uh at the fest along with the another pressing of the koyo record um two witnesses will probably be out a few weeks after the fest (laughs) um that uh that domain record that we're doing um the compilation of their two their first two eps um that should be out around the fest and um yeah the comps finally uh real i just haven't put it online yet so um, I think I might wait till after the fest and sell whatever I don't sell at the fest um, just because I'm being lazy about having time for the mail order right now. But, um, what's but up, yeah, no. What's up what? with uh, the, the merch that I've been seeing online? Oh, dude, we've got a crazy fucking we got belts coming. We uh, we got weed grinders. nice accessories are cool uh i didn't know that i needed a belt as bad as i did when a change came through and chris hooked me up with a belt and i used me up with a belt and at uh at um for the children i fucking flew out without my belt because i was wearing sweatpants Mm -hmm. and and, in the airport and when i got to the fucking when i got to california and i was getting my own shit unpacked i was like i forgot a belt (laughs) So he hooked me up, dude. Those pieces of security rips, man. Incredible. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Well, it, it, it's cool to see all this uh, new merch that, that you guys are putting out besides uh, belts, weed grinders, any other cool accessories. Yeah, we got the the Dickies work shirt and uh, uh, ringers and we got new hats, too. And um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool. We, we got a cool spread for this year and socks. We got socks this year. Interesting. Yeah. And they don't look like shit. <laughs> and is cool. it selling them by the pair or there's like a four pack yeah. or no, it's something by the pair. Okay. I think we only got like 20 to 30 of them made something like that. How do you price always, those? I, I don't know. 15. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I've usually just look at the cost and then I add like four or five bucks to it. Okay. If it's if it's under if it's under twenty, I usually just add like four or five bucks to the cost, and then if it's uh if it's over over fifteen, I add like ten dollars. 
Okay. Yeah, because I, I'm just curious because I've never had to sell socks. Dude, we haven't sold any of these things that we're selling this time. <laughs> uh, the crazy thing was looking at uh, like ringers and t-shirts and being like, damn, I would have fucking swore ringers were more expensive than t-shirts. But they're about the same. Bro, I have one of- ringer. It's like right here. I can see it. It's a code orange ringer. From like I've got I don't know what year it's from. Inclinations made a couple ringers. I've got a forced order ringer that I love. Shout out forced order. That band was fucking shout out forced order. Dude. It's like That's do a reunion. There's so many uh, bands doing reunions. I would love to see forced order get back and play. That band was so sick. Yeah, I would love that too. Even though I wouldn't see it because it would happen in California probably when I'm not there. Yeah, um, we're getting some crazy maybe stuff. Do for the children one year, and maybe I'll be there too. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Maybe Sand and Fury. Sand and Fury is right around the corner. There's a lot of rumblings, but I'm kind of curious to see what actually happens. I wish we were playing. I wish you guys were playing too. We got a lot of stuff going on this summer, though. We're doing uh, we're doing something that hasn't been announced yet. I just announce it here. I don't think I'm. <laughs> I'm just. I don't want to get you in we're trouble. Playing, we're playing a pre-show for a fest. Okay. That I don't think has been announced yet. So we, we I will be at a fest. Because I'm playing the pre-show, but then we're doing a, um, we got Furnace Fest this year. We're doing that Disorder Fest in Atlanta, oh, which with, looks cool with Fury. Yep, and All Mighty Watching. I'm very and excited. Wreckage, to see All watching. Yeah. Wreckage. Mm-hmm. Shout out Wreckage. The band rules. Um, I honestly can't even remember who all's on that fest. Every time I look at it, I'm like, is Mind Force playing that shit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Incendiary is playing it. I'm excited to see Incendiary. Mm. Dude, when we played with Incendiary, I was so fucked up after our set. Like my head was all fucked up. And I could, I was, I think I was running on like two hours of sleep. Because Constraint Constraint played uh, Lexington the night before. And then whenever I got home from Lexington, I had to go to work for a few hours. And then I had to, and then I went home and laid down for two hours. And then I went, to new york um so i was there on like no food and no uh no sleep and while i was watching incendiary i watched them play cost of living and couldn't move like my body was like shutting down and then after they came back from their intermission they uh they started playing again and i was like i'm gonna go lay down and i laid down and until someone gave me a cookie i was dead yeah well if you have you know lack of sleep and no nourishment it's rough. Yeah, no. It's it's crazy how much like you can go without sleep as long as you're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you're like eating and staying like with fluids, but the second you like pull one of those things out, now you're dead. Yeah. For me, it, it gets dangerous because I can sleep anywhere. If I can just if you leave, leave me alone for like a minute, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I'm pretty good about sleep. Like I'm real good at sleeping in the van. Like I'm real good at sleeping on flights too, but that flight to New York wasn't very long. And then we were there and we were hanging out and I was like feeling fine until after we played. Cause I was just a maniac while we were playing and bleeding all over the place. Cause my nose be bleeding. Um, but yeah, no, um, inclinations got, I think I, I counted it up and all said and done. If we play all the shows we're planning on playing this year, um we'll play over we'll play double digit shows for the first time in the band's history that's crazy like in a year we'll play like 10 or 11 shows in a year which is 
more than we've ever played. But this ain't going to happen every year. So if you're listening to this and you're a fan of Inclination and we're playing within four or five hours of you, don't think we're coming back anytime soon because probably aren't. So come out. It's pretty ominous. Not saying we're breaking up. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what I'm we, getting from that. Not saying we're breaking <laughs> up. We just never get to play. I can't believe we're playing this much this year. Don't think this is a trend. We're not going to play this much next year. Anoxalus will be back to work next year. Mm. This year they're kind of on a on a bit of a hiatus for writing a new record. So we're taking advantage of that. All right. So. Well, everyone listening, take advantage of inclination playing near you this year because they might not be back. For a minute. And next year, and next year, they'll be back at some point, but just not, not as soon really as you think. Just all the times, if you like the band, go see it. Yeah, it's not, it, it, it might not happen in your city ever again. Who knows? Okay, I could die. True, we all could die. We'll get blipped out. Yeah. All right. Well, Tyler, I always appreciate your time on the podcast. This is uh, always a fun time. Something that I always look forward to. Whenever a Marvel movie comes out, I know that we have this podcast around the corner. So it's always great to sit down and talk to you about it. So I, I appreciate you always being down. It means a lot to me. I appreciate you always being down to do this, man. It's uh, it makes me it, it holds me accountable to keeping up with these things too. Okay. If you don't have a friend who's into something that you're you're into, it's uh, it's way way easier to fall out of. That is very true. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Once again, uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're paying attention to this and you, you, you've probably heard me talk about um, my other band, Constraint. Who knows when we'll play again? We have no plans right now. Um, I've got the podcast with my friend Brian, Hardcore Troubadour podcast. Check it out if you want to listen to people talk about country music. We're playing with starting to do a paid episode every month that um, will hopefully be with a... A, a hardcore luminary of some sort talking about country music. So we'll uh, pay attention to our, our social and our notifications and whatnot for when, when that gets announced and gets rolled out. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I got going on. And, you know, if you want to buy records from me and get them out of my fucking house, that would be great. All right. There you have it. We'll be back after guardians of the galaxy three. Thank you.